You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, let's get uh, businesses' uh, reaction organised, big business that is, with Martin Kingston, Deputy Vice President of Business Unity SA. Martin, your first reaction to that medium-term budget. Well, Michael, good afternoon to you and your uh, your listeners. I think that it was an honest assessment of a very difficult predicament. Uh, it's placing very significant reliance uh, on the role of the private sector to lead a growth trajectory. But as uh, the minister said, unless we uh, implement structural reform as a matter of urgency, uh, we're not going to be able to constrain uh, the level of debt. Uh, and soon we're going to find ourselves... Uh, in a debt crisis. So my own sense is that the uh, numbers were very bleak. Uh, Government has not been able to grasp the nettle on certain uh, fundamental aspects uh, where they're going to have to take decisions such as the reform of state-owned enterprises, as we've discussed uh, before. And this hinges, uh, of course, uh, uh, very specifically uh, on being able to uh, reduce the public sector uh, wage bill Uh, and other forms of restraint. We'll have to see to what extent uh, that can actually be achieved. Is there confidence that it can be achieved? Because once again, we have the finance minister standing up to say we're in discussions, we're talking uh, to Labour. They've had the better part of this year to sit down as this administration uh, with their Labour allies to discuss this issue. It is a crisis. The numbers don't lie. We're going up to 95% debt to GDP. We're facing a sovereign debt crisis. If you can't sit down with your, your social partner in that circumstance and actually thrash out a deal that you can present to the market come October, when can you? Well, Labour is going to have to come to the party if it's going to help us prevent that sovereign debt crisis from crystallizing. Uh, the reality is that we do not have the financial wherewithal to continue to pay uh, the type of levels of pay that you were discussing uh, earlier on in your show uh, to the public sector. And indeed, the Minister of Finance made it clear that the private sector have already tightened their belts, let alone in the circumstances we're confronted as a consequence of COVID. And no doubt we will have to, in the private sector, tighten our belts further. And the social partners, and he emphasised this, as did the President, we're going to have to work together not just talk together, we're going to have to work together in implementing some very tough decisions if we're going to be able to avert that crisis and set the economy on an appropriate inclusive growth trajectory. And by the way, the sort of figures he was talking about in terms of growth over the next two or three years really are not adequate. We need to have three, four, five percent growth if we're going to be able to deal with the challenges uh, that we have as a country. Yeah, not the 3.3, that is off a pitifully low base and then back down below 2 over years 2 and 3 of the projection that was given. Just not good enough because you've got to start moving the denominator as well as reducing the numerator to get that debt to GDP uh, heading in the right direction to convince um, the bond market. And I mean, that's the elephant in the room here, Martin, isn't it? You want to be reducing your, your long bond Um, interest rate so that you can reduce the cost of capital. The cost um, of investing in the South African economy has to beat your equity risk premium of 5% plus your long bond of 9%. That's a 14% hurdle. In developed market economies, 
interest rates at 1% or less with your equity risk premium of 5%, that's a 6% hurdle. It's just too big. And the only way to bring that down is to is to instill confidence. Uh, on Operation Vullandlela, there were, there were two opportunities, one in the President's Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Program, and again today, to give the market greater insight into execution. And we've, we hear about Operation Vullandlela. What have you heard about the function and the role that it's going to play in helping us execute? Because it, we don't have a shortage of plans. It is about execution right now. So there is actually a conversation that is taking place currently uh, within uh, the structures of uh, NEDLAC by the very people who agreed on the action plan, that's government, labor, uh, civil society, and business, about uh, implementation. A detailed route map. Uh, we're going to be having to resource it very soon. You've heard the Minister of Finance today talk about William Vela working with the business community. We're in active discussions uh, with Sean Phillips. He mentioned Sean Phillips today and Deputy Minister Masondo about how we can provide insight and resources uh, to move the needle. Now, whether that is in terms of uh, reform in the energy sector, which we know is absolutely critical, uh, whether it is about uh, accelerating uh, the access to digitization uh, or, or indeed other aspects of making sure we have a predictable and stable policy framework, uh, which he emphasized, all of those need to be done once, not twice. We can't have and we don't have uh, the time for duplication or replication uh, in implementing the uh, recovery and reconstruction plan. Vullingzena is, as far as we are concerned, an aspect of that plan, tightly coordinated, using the same resources, focusing on uh, the big issues and the major priorities. And uh, so we will be focusing a lot more on Vullingzena over the coming weeks and months to, uh, to communicate that message, which is all part of building uh, confidence uh, as well. Uh, if, you, if you look at the budget in its entirety, do you think, lastly, uh, before I let you go, that there's enough in this to ensure that we can avoid a financial crisis in the country? Because earlier this year, the minister spoke about the risks being high, that of a sovereign debt crisis, and he again warned in the press conference that uh, there's a big warning here if we don't change that a sovereign debt crisis is an inevitability. Was enough done in this mini-budget mini to convince you that we can avoid it? We can only avoid it if we start that implementation uh, immediately and effectively. Uh, he's talked about reaching 95% uh, debt-to-GDP levels in 25-26. But this is all about direction, as you know, Michael. Uh, if the markets don't see uh, that we are reversing the trend uh, in the immediate short term, in the next uh, 6 to 12 months, and then I believe that a sovereign debt crisis uh, will become an absolute reality and it will be priced into our cost of capital. So the numbers that you're talking about, I'm afraid, uh, will increase and our ability to borrow will decrease uh, commensurately mm -hmm. and it will be society at large and the most vulnerable in society uh, who will be at the receiving end of that process. And already we've seen that cost of capital increase if you look at the CDSs, which uh, have gone from 100 bips to 300 bips just to insure against uh, default. So you're looking at uh, more like 17% that you've got a hurdle. Martin Kingston, Deputy Vice President of Business Unity South Africa.